0: And I'm going to ask you to turn to verse number 27. Luke 26, I'm sorry, verse 6, 27. And we're going to do a little bit of reading here tonight. When you come to that place, if you would stand with us for the reading of God's Word. While you're turning there, I just want to direct your attention to one quick announcement tonight. And that announcement is just a reminder of the uh, Easter Family Day on Saturday, April the 8th. We're going to have lots of things for the kids. We've got bounce houses and an egg hunt and things of that nature. We'll be uh, The church will be providing hamburgers and hot dogs, drinks. If the church family can help with sides and desserts, that would be a blessing. If you also can help with providing, and thank you because we have been receiving uh, Easter eggs for the hunt. And so we've been asking if you can provide some eggs, uh, preferably already uh, stuffed with candy, uh, whether you buy them that way or you take upon yourself the mission to stuff them, Uh, however you want to do it, uh, but it would be a a real blessing. But thank you so very much for those that have uh, given. And uh, come next week, next Wednesday is our deadline. And so between Sunday, all day, and then next Wednesday, If uh, you are able to pick some up, that would be a great help to us. So just want to remind you of those things. Luke chapter number 6, and we're going to start at verse 27. And if you are there with me tonight, would you say amen? All right, that sounds good enough to read. The Bible here says, this is Christ speaking. But I say unto you which hear. I want you to understand there's something very poignant and powerful about just that phrase right there. He says, I say unto you, I've got something to say for those that will hear. And I want you to understand as This is prefaced because Christ is getting ready to say a mouthful. Now, and you'll understand why as I read this. Okay. Right here out of the gate, listen to what he says. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Bless them that curse you. And pray for them which despitefully use you. And unto him, if you thought that was tough, just get ready. Unto him that smiteth thee on the one cheek, offer also the other. And him that taketh away thy cloak, forbid not to take thy coat also. Give to every man that asketh of thee. And of him that taketh away thy goods, ask them not again. And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them Likewise, for if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if you do good to them which do good to you, what thanks have ye? For sinners also do even the same. If you lend to them of whom you hope to receive, what thanks have ye? sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil you ever fallen in that category I have and if you if you think you haven't I'll just tell you you have you have but listen it says for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil be ye therefore merciful as your father also is merciful Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken together. And running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet, with all, it shall be measured unto you again. Amen. Tonight, I, d- I forewarned you, it's a mouthful there. And there's probably a lot of thoughts going through your mind in the things that were being said. But tonight, if I can, I just want to preach on this thought. It's very simple. I'm not going to... Even pretend that you're going to leave here with a brand new revelation. What can be preached has been preached. Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. But sometimes we need good reminders. But I just want to preach on this thought. And you bear with me. And you'll see we're going to, we're going to get in the right direction with this. But I want to preach on do it anyway. Do it anyway. Amen. Have you ever... Have you ever, probably more so as you were growing up, my daughter's not in here so I'll tell on her, where she would give a rebuttal, Sister Cindy, of something that I asked, and I'm not in a mood to negotiate, I'm not in a mood to let her off the hook or to cut her any slack, so sometimes the answer is, you're going to do it anyway. I know you don't want to. I know you don't like to. I know it's not convenient to, but do it anyway. Do it anyway. Can we pray together tonight? Father, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you for your word. I thank you for every heart and life. And Lord, I pray tonight that you would help us anoint your word and Lord, I pray let it be so real in our hearts and be planted in the fertile ground of our of our soul. I pray that you would Anoint the ears of the listener and their hearts to receive and understand. And, Lord, anoint my mind, my lips, to deliver your word as would bring you glory. Hide me, I pray, behind the cross of Calvary. And, Lord, it's my desire for you to be seen and heard, not me. Father, we thank you for all that you do. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Encourage your neighbor. Look at him and tell him. Do it anyway. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Now, now put this on it. Tell them. Say, Jesus said, "Do it anyway." Amen. Jesus said, "Do it anyway." You say, "Well, preacher, I'm going to argue right now because I did not read those words and all of that scripture that you just read." Sometimes, Sister Linda, uh, the Holy Ghost reveals the truth that is setting in between the lines. Amen. There are some things in the Word of God that are not black and white, but the Word of God tells us and teaches us that the Spirit of God, the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, that He would lead us into truth. And so there are things that, though it may not be spelled out specifically in God's Word, I know exactly the direction that He is telling and what He is teaching and what He wants to reveal. In that, I want to ask the question tonight, if I may, is have you ever been tested? Have you ever been challenged with something? And let me even preface it like this. Have you been challenged or tested with someone that went against everything that was inside of you, that it literally went against every fiber in your being for whatever your reasons and for whatever it is that was going on. And tonight I'm not going to spend the time to try to go down the rabbit trails of all of the things that could be or all of the people that could be. But tonight you don't need really any help or instruction there because you don't have to be alive very long to find that there are things or circumstances or people that are going to test your position that are going to test where you are because there are a lot of things that are easy to say but there uh, it is even harder To put those things into practice. There are a lot of things we sing about. There are a lot of things on a given Sunday. That in this congregation you can shout. Hoop and holler and amen me. And agree wholeheartedly. But come Monday when God says "All right, Now you've got to put to work what you've received. It's a whole different story. A whole different story. Not because God's word has changed, not because the power of that word, the anointing of that word, the truth of that word has changed. But for the simple fact that now you are at a place or you are in a given situation or up against a certain person that now you have been challenged. Everything that's been poured in, everything you've believed, everything you amened and everything you prayed about at the altar. Now it comes a calling, amen. Amen. Now it comes a calling. oh, don't get me wrong. It'd be nice if there were some of those things that we could pray. Vows that we could make. Commitments that we could make. And it would just be very easy to be to live a life of lip service. And there not be anything that comes along to rock the boat. Not anything that comes along to test our faith. Not anything that comes along that comes and, and is an attack against us. Or that battles our mind or our emotions. Or test these points. But, my friends, ladies and gentlemen, if I can tell you tonight, that is not the world in which we live, and that is a romanticized idea, and it is not reality. It's not reality. When you look at this, I want you to understand that some of these things seemingly there is no common sense. There is no justification, if you will. There, is no, no, there are some things that you would even say and would even object and even stand and, and tell God, but it is not fair. It is not fair. Life isn't fair. That person isn't fair. The situation isn't fair. I am justified to feel this way. I am justified to act this way. I am, it is common sense. Why would I set myself up to be taken advantage of? Why would I put myself in those given positions? When we look at these things, I want you to understand that Probably, in a lot of regards, you had every right to be defensive. I'm going to tell somebody tonight, you probably have had, and well, let me say this. I won't say probably, you have every right to even be angry. Did you know, Sister Diana, that our Lord even said, be angry? It's a real emotion. He said, be angry. He said, but you can be angry, and you don't have to sin while you're angry. Understand that in this, we can be have the idea that I'm angry. I want to be vindictive. Vengeance is mine, saith Jacob. <laughs> Amen. Or insert your name there. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to handle it. Whatever the case might be. But yet, Christ. And I could just leave that interjection right there. I wouldn't even really have to follow it up with anything. Sister Faye, we can have all these things and we can have all of our reasons and we can have it all laid down and all of our frustration, all of our hurt, all of these things, yet Christ, Christ asked something different of us yet Christ and the word of God teaches us something different brother Gary it deals with us the Holy Ghost sets in our hearts and on our minds and we sit in services and we can be convicted we can be dealt with and God is dealing and sometimes we will do our dead level best to shake that off put it off for another day another time there are times we're sitting in our pew and the Holy Ghost is dealing and we are saying and we know that we are in our minds and in our hearts we are saying we're not dealing with this today God because today I'm upset today I'm bothered today I'm justified today I'm angry we can go on down the down the line. However, God's word teaches and instructs us in a different manner. He does so in a different manner because Christ is teaching here in the word of God and throughout the word of God is that if we are children of the kingdom, that if we are sons and daughters, if we have been adopted into this family, if we are new creatures in Christ, there is going to be a a transformation that is so deep, that is so powerful, that gets to the core of a man, the heart of a man, that it changes his behavior, that self is crucified, that this flesh has to learn to die out, and we yield ourselves to say, Lord, what would you have me to do anyway? Amen. I'm not expecting a lot of shouting tonight, I'm just going to lay it out, amen, just going to lay it out here. Brother Jacob, what what bothered you? What's got you so riled up? There's just some things and sometimes you don't know why God puts it on your heart to say, but uh, I believe that he knows when it needs to be said. He knows when it needs to be said. There are some things I want to say tonight in this we see a plethora of things. A plethora of things as to where it seems that Christ is going against the grain of human nature, where He talks about the fact that I mean anybody in their right mind knows you don't love your enemy, you hate that person, you don't care about them, you you often uh, think about or fantasize about their demise or uh, how there's how something bad's going to happen to them. Amen. Oh, don't set out here and look at me religious and all sanctified because truth of the matter is everybody's had a somebody that you thought that you prayed. God, get them. Mm-hmm. You have. I have. Amen. When we look at things and he says, here's what I want you to do. I want you to love your enemies. I want you to do good to those that hate you. I want you to bless the people that curse you. I want you, and boy, he touches a nerve here. He said, I want you to pray. Get down and pray. Ask God to help. Ask God to move upon them which would even despitefully use you. Another gospel would say, and speak all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You ever been lied on? Ever been backbit? Has your story ever been exaggerated? Have you ever been done dirty? Has anybody ever treated you underhandedly? Have you ever had the rug pulled out from under you? Sure, you have. Absolutely and in all of the feelings and in all of the emotions Christ is saying I know what they did I know what they said I know what happened I understand the circumstance he said but I am calling some people who are going to reach a point point in a place that says not for the pleasure of myself not so that I am satisfied but I have been called to a higher calling I have been redeemed my past has been forgiven I was once an enemy of God I was once alienated I was at one time on my way to hell and what Christ is saying don't you ever forget that's where you were and so therefore when it comes against you do it anyway be a child of God anyhow best you can, amen, to uphold the standard of the word of God in spite of all the circumstance that is around you. I will tell you right now, I will tell you right now, this is a difficult task. I will tell you right now, there's a whole lot of things that will come up. There will be times that you know the truth You have every right to say the truth, to defend whatever the case might be. And the Holy Ghost says, zip your lip. Don't say anything. Come on there might be a situation you've been run down you might have I mean that you might have every right to stand on your soapbox you've got proof you've got journals you've got I mean you've got all you've got a memory like an elephant you can go and say all the things and you're ready to fight and God has been known in his word to say things like stand still stand still and see the salvation of the Lord there's times you'd hear him say stand still and know that I'm going to fight the battle for you. Stand still and know that I'm going to make a way in this situation. You ain't got to lift your voice. You ain't got to say anything. I want to tell somebody tonight, I don't know why I'm saying some of these things, but I want to tell somebody tonight that your heavenly Father, He's looking out after you, and so don't get yourself in a place where you would show out or where you would be acting an embarrassing way. Oh, but stand and say, Lord, I'm going to trust you in it and I'm going to let you fight on my behalf and defend me as I know that you will. I'm telling somebody here tonight, there are some things that are set before you there are some things that would cause you to complain. There are some things that would cause you to uh, to uh, shift and adjust who you are. But you know good and well it would only be a compromise. And it would be something that takes you away from him and not draw you closer to him. I want you understand that everything that Christ did. His sacrifice, the precious blood of Jesus was not only meant by the Chad to redeem us but to bring us closer into the image of Christ. To get so close to him. Amen. That there's such a family resemblance that the world couldn't tell us apart. That there was such a, unification of our life with his word and his will we see these things that are laid out we see these situations and I want you to understand Christ was always challenging human thinking he was always challenging human reasoning he was always challenging those that wanted to be vengeful he was always challenging those that always wanted to defend and speak and say and some would say well brother Jacob it's a shame if I don't say this and it's a shame if I don't say that did you know there are some things, even if it's true and even if it's honest, but sometimes in situations that involve you or the people that you love, it is best to not say anything at all. At all. That's Bible. I've told you before, I heard growing up, my papa told me more than once, he said, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. He said, that means you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Amen. Amen. To listen. I want to share with you here just real quickly. When we find these challenges that are laid out. That goes against our flesh. That goes against these things. And, and, and I believe the overreaching message here is do it anyway. Do it anyway. I want to say this. I have three things. I want you to do it. I, I want you to practice these things. I believe the word of God tells us that we are to do this anywhere anywhere. Let me explain. There are too many times that we as the church, we have no problem with adhering, amening, and agreeing with all of these things as long as it happens in the parameters that we want it to happen in. As long as it fits within the fence line that we have built. As long as I can forgive and I can love and I can do and I can move on and I can, and I can pray for and I can do these things. As long as it is in the places that God I permit or that I deem that is worthy of where I do this. Once you understand some would say, Well, of course we can do it in the church. And we, these are our brothers and sisters. And oh, I know we're the family of God, and sometimes family even butts heads and, and has arguments and things, but these are my brothers, sir, I could do it within the church. Or we can look and say, Well, within, you know, these certain ones, I can I can do that there, or I can do this there, or whatever the case might be. I shared the story one time as to where there was a woman who had came uh, to me in the church, and she came to to me, very serious, very sincere. Uh, She wasn't uh, joking. She wasn't exaggerating. She was troubled. There was a lot of situations going on at her place of employment. Uh, She was battling. She uh, She was in management, and so she was dealing all the time with people, dealing all the time with people's situations, and so there was all kinds of talk, different things, and she came, and Brother Gold, she sat in the pew that night, and she was crying. I mean, she cried through the the whole service she got my attention afterwards talked with her I said sis what's going on she said I'm telling you she said my job she said it is terrible she said there's so much gossip and so much talk and there's so much backbiting going on she said I'm so, I'm trying my best to help folks I'm in this management position and she said and yet I'm public enemy number one I mean she was just going through it but brother Chris she was heartbroken she was shaken up and then she said this She said, I want you to help me pray. She said, I want you to help me pray that God give me a new job. I want you to, and these were her words, not mine. She said, I want you to help me pray that He take me and deliver me from these heathens. What she said. She said, they're a bunch of heathens. She said, I come home, and she said, I'm in a bad mood when I get home. She said, it's not fair to my husband, not fair to my kids, and I'm thinking all the time. I don't want to get up, don't want to go into the workplace, and I go in, and I'm on the defense. I'm ready to fight, and she was just going down the line, and I just let her talk, Sister Mildred. I just let her talk, and while she was talking, God dealt with my heart, and when she got done, I just looked her in the eye, and I said, sis, I said, I'm not going to pray that God give you a different job. Now, that was kind of dangerous coming from a very emotional woman at that point in time. Because then I could have been public enemy number one. And all of that rage and all of that anger directed towards the pastor. She could have easily said, how dare you not pray for me? I'm I'm crying my eyes out. I'm pouring my, how dare you not do this? And I said, but she just looked at me. And I said, let me tell you why. I said, I believe that God is wanting to do something in you so that where you are, those folks see Christ. I said, sis, what would happen if you started treating that place like it was your mission field? What would you do if when you got up in the morning and you started praying, and I know the ones that aggravate you, the ones that talk about you, all those things, what would happen instead of you stewing and brewing on your way to to work, what would happen on that drive if you started saying, Lord, I pray for Sally, and I pray for Amy, and I pray for this one, and I pray for that one. Those are not real names. The names have been changed to protect the innocent. Uh, uh, You know, I pray for this one, and Lord, would you help this one, and I said, what would happen i told her brother chad i said not only as you pray for them but you start saying lord would you help me help me in my approach help me in what's going on you see the thing is is that she knew what to do but she didn't want to do it there she wanted to do it in the places where it was easy to live that you hear what i'm saying Brother Mike, you know it's not easy to live that in a secular job. Brother Mike and I spend time on the phone, either in conversation, texting, or FaceTiming when he's on the road. This last trip, he said, Pastor, he said, I'm on taste. It's a mess. He said, It's a mess. And he was talking about some of the things that he was dealing with. And, and we we even had conversations similar to this. I said, Michael, I said, the best you can do is you be an example. He said, some of them guys were offering things and doing things and saying, you don't want this, you don't want to do that. No, I don't do that. And there was little doors and avenues where he could stand and where he could uh, be an example for Christ, be a testimony for Christ. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of folks uh, that when Sunday is done and they prayed their prayers and they've Heard all the preaching, the lights have turned out. We say it's good for the church, but, Brother Jacob, you don't understand where I am. You're right. I may not know exactly where you are, and it may not be your secular job. For some folks, it's the home you go to. Hear your preacher tonight. Sometimes it's a battle in the home. A battle with the spouse, a battle with the kids, a battle with different things that are going on. Maybe there's times and places and positions where you and, that, and your spouse are on two different levels. Maybe there's different things that are going on. And every time you turn around, it's another argument. It's another fight. I want to tell you this. is that There is not going to be any victory in your life, spiritually speaking, if you can't first operate and do that in your own house. Because we have reached a point that there's times we don't care to be a monster to our families and we'll put a face on to everybody else and you've got a family that looks and says you are a pretender you're a hypocrite come on here it could be in the home it can be in places I can tell you it can even be in the church there's a lot of places that let me say that it is not necessarily convenient to practice this. Because you would look and say, well, I know what God said, but surely I ain't got to do it here. Surely I ain't got to be that way here. Surely I ain't got to be that way here. And here's a part of the problem. Is the church in whole. That's why we are in the shape that we are in. And that's why there's been so much that has permeated all around us. Please hear what I'm saying. I do believe the church has been called to be an example to the world. A city set upon a hill. A lighthouse that would shine in darkness. I believe the pulpits should be the steering wheels if you would for the for the nations because especially if it is a church where truth is being preached where man can come to know God but somewhere along the way we reserved all the things Christ called us to be and we left it inside of the church and we did not carry it with us in the places that were so important and there's a world that says where is Christ? Where is he? And a lot of the world points their finger at a church and says All they want us for is a number in the pew A dollar in the basket Another place for a preacher to brag about his membership role May God help us If we want to see things change This gospel must be in us And live through us In all of the world Amen brother Jake All right, hear me. We look at our anywheres. I want you to think and be honest as the Lord speaks to you tonight. Because there are some places you want to run from. And God says, I need you to run to it. There are some scenarios you're saying, if I just get a clean break. And God says, I'm not giving you any clean break. You're going to have to deal with this. Do it anyway we like to think of Christ uh, our, our heavenly father you know it's just uh, kind of like puppy dogs and flowers you know just oh just uh, and he loves us he loves all us he cares about us he's merciful that's what the word of god says all of those things but what happens what happens is, is there are some things in god's word listen sister kimberly he don't tell us that stuff just for his good humor He tells us this, and we are taught this because it's imperative that we live it out. It's imperative. You see, Christ was saying, you must be willing to do this anywhere. Because uh, in in those places where it is inconvenient, and in the places where it is... Did you know that there are some places, brother Eli, the world is not expecting you to uphold a testimony? Did you know there are some places that the world is not expecting you to be different, to be separate, to be sanctified, to, to, to have a commitment to Christ? Think about it because we've gotten to the point to where the, the, we, the church has reached this point in place in its history that the church has tried to make itself so worldly, thinking. That that's how we can appease, and that's how we can appeal to the world. Friends, it's been tried. It's been practiced. It's still being practiced, and it is not taking any effect. Christ had said, through the word of God, and I'm going to paraphrase some things here, but he said, my church, my bride, her garments are without spot and without wrinkle. Stands out she's ready she has prepared herself she's made herself ready and we have reached a point in the time where we have wanted to dumb this gospel down we have wanted to dumb the church down we want everybody to come in and everybody be included and everybody be loved on and nobody has to change and nobody's a sinner and nobody's going to hell and nobody has if you don't like what the preacher said you don't really have to do that if you don't like what the Word of God said you don't really have to do that but I'm going to tell you we will stand before God and there's some things that he's going to say. you should have done it anyway. I know what everybody else said. I know what everybody else did, but I was looking for those who would do it anyway and they were willing to be what I've called them to be anywhere, anywhere. I want to tell you tonight friends, it's not easy. Sometimes I feel bad for our young people. I've been in many youth camp services. I've preached them. I've been to youth rallies. I've been to youth conferences and retreats. And I've been like those. I've been like preachers who have tried to instruct and teach young people, stand up for Jesus and be what he's called you to be. And we've harped and we've beat and we've challenged and we've shaken and we've said all these things to our kids. But we as adults are no better. We're no better. If we can't live this gospel out in our home, how are we going to live it out before the world? We must do this anywhere. I also want to say you must be willing to do it anyhow. What do you mean, Brother Jake? Well, you see, Christ gives us these examples. He says, I know you've been wronged. I know you've been taken advantage of. I know they did this, and I know you did this but do it anyhow not just don't he don't just say do it any do it anyway or anywhere but he says anyhow can i say it like this in spite of despite the fact the word of god has a wonderful word in it brother gary that is used on some occasions and that word is nevertheless nevertheless no matter what it is, no matter what's going on, nevertheless, this is what's going to do. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to, and can I say, do it anyhow? And what do I mean by that? Is that sometimes to be right, sometimes to live for Christ, sometimes to live out the Word of God, I will tell you and I will remind you, you will not always be celebrated. You will not always have an applause. There will not always be somebody, Sister Gloria, who pats you on the back and says, Aren't you a precious Christian? Isn't that just so wonderful? There's going to be some things that you would say, I'm I'm right and I'm mad and I'm justified that I don't have to do this. Nobody knows. Not only that, not only will there be places you're not celebrated or appreciated or applauded, but I'm going to tell you this. There are some places to where you're the only one who would even know whether you did or you didn't. Sir Winston Churchill was famous for the quote, he said, character is not who you are before men, but character is who you are behind closed doors. When nobody else is watching, when nobody else sees when nobody else is looking when nobody else when the when the preacher ain't around and 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 when the when the church lights aren't on and when the altar calls not happening and when worship's not going on can I tell somebody tonight there's going to be places in your life that you're going to have to do it anyhow you're going to have to do what's right anyhow because it's right can I tell you I know it sounds cliche but it's always the right time Time to do the right thing Can I tell you that if we Will yield our lives If we will give ourselves to say Lord help me that I live That I'm a man or a woman That God would have me to be Did you know sister Janie If I will endeavor to do that No matter where I am And no matter what else is going on Anyhow that there Are very few things I would have to be embarrassed of Did you know you ain't You've got to always backtrack and try to fix your reputation. Try to undo your words. Try to undo your actions. But you can live in the power of the Spirit and walk consistently in Christ. In agreement with the Word of God. And say, if nobody else is, I will. If it's not convenient for anybody else, I'm going to. If I'm not praised or celebrated, that's okay. If I don't get the certificate, the promotion, or the title... I'm going to serve Christ anyway Anyhow Anywhere Oh May God stir us to a point and a place again That we are not living for God Based upon contingencies Too many of us at too many times We are trying to bargain with God I will be and I will do if you will my friends, that's a dangerous place to be. Because I will tell you this, you never have to worry about God upholding his end of the deal. But Christ gave warning. He said, it'd be better for you not to make a vow to God than for you to make a vow and then you break it. Don't let your spiritual life be based upon empty promises because it's not convenient or because nobody else is looking or because nobody else is appreciating, or because whatever the reasons might be, because it's not in the in the in the right geography as well of where you want all these things to happen, I'm gonna tell you: as there's times, Sister Mary, when we're praying for revival, when we want to see our family members saved, when we want to see God do some stuff, God will plant you right in the middle of hell's territory. I'm telling you the truth. There are some situations, I'm just going to forewarn you, it will get worse before it gets better. Because you're fighting hell. You're fighting a spirit of hell. You're fighting these things. And Christ says, I'm telling you and teaching you, this is how you can keep yourself while in this process. You know what that's called? It's called integrity. You see, today the church is more fascinated with talent than what they are integrity. Today, churches don't care about who they put up on the platform. Oh, you can play an uh, instrument? Come on, you're up here. Don't matter if you're living like, a, like the devil in the week. Oh, you, you, can, you can do this, you can sing, you can do this. They'll throw them in, in classes, they'll put them in with your kids, whatever the case might be. I'll never forget Brother Steve on Pastor Appreciation Sunday, of all the things that he could say about Brother Jake, good bad or ugly. One thing he said, and it stuck, it stuck with me, Brother Chad, he said, I respected the fact that he had me on a six-month probation before I ever got up on the platform. You know why? I't to put somebody up I ain't going to put somebody on the platform that I, can't, that I don't know, that I don't trust. That I don't see some fruit from their spiritual life. That they ain't ever going to show up at church. Don't worry, I'm getting ready to close. Come on. People in positions that don't pay their tithe. Amen, Brother Jake understand he was saying i respect that and here is and here is the situation is that we have to be at a point in a place as to where i know the world could care less they're not worried about integrity they're not worried about those things it is it is it is a, a terrible it's a tragedy that if we come in and we're and we think that we're worshiping and we're doing and all these things and we're sitting there and we've got these issues and we've got these we've got these prejudices and we've got these things are going on in here. The Word of God said this, who can ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? He went on to say, it didn't say he that has the most degrees, he that had the most money, he that had the most seniority of the church, he that did this, he that did that. Can I tell you tonight, and I say this respectively, I love Brother Clinton and I love his legacy, I love his family, all those things, but it don't matter if you laid bricks with Brother Clinton and out here it don't matter if you help lay the carpet in this church I'm going to tell you I don't care how many mission trips you went on with him at the end of the day if we are not right in here all of your associations all of your allegiances all of your titles all of your this or that it does not matter God call us back to a place call us back to a place to where we are in right standing, that we will do and be what you've called us to be anyway, anywhere, anyhow. Let's quit waiting for somebody to appreciate what we've done. Let's quit waiting. I'll just tell you this, if we're all waiting for that moment, nothing would get done. Nothing would get done. Honestly. Most people don't know what is being done behind the scenes until those people are no longer there to do it. And then when it starts to seem like it's falling apart, everybody goes, well, what in the world's going on? And you didn't realize who was putting the work in. Understand is you've got to do it anyhow. Anyhow. The last thing I want to mention is we've got to be willing to do it for anyone. This is a big one. For anyone. Anyone that has offended you. Christ lays out this situation and he says he says if they hit you in the face, if they smite you on the cheek. Now there's some of you who'd say it's over. Just let him try one time, right? I'll drop you like a bad habit, right? Yeah, I mean, you just, you know, there's some folks you stand on ready. Trigger, you just, you're locked and loaded. You're ready to go. And Christ says, this is what I want you to do. He said, turn to him your other one. Now, one fella said, now, once I've offered both, it's, oh, it's over then. Yes, yes, yes. You see, while the Israelites were under Roman power and under Roman rule, it was not uncommon that Roman authority, it could be soldiers, and a lot of times it was soldiers. They would be coming down the road and they would have their gear, sword, shield, helmet, it could be whatever. It could be things that was on the the horse they were on, whatever. And by law and by their authority, they could sequester a Jew and they could say, stop and you have to carry this for me. You have to take it a mile for me. They could do that. The other gospel says if, if someone bids you to go a mile, it says go too. Do you see? We want to be extraordinary. But you've got to be willing, Jesus is saying, you've got to be willing to put the extra on the ordinary. And so in this, he said, if they compel thee to go with you, he said, then then go with them. It was also not uncommon. They also had the authority because they were they were in authority. They had the power. They say, I want I need that coat or I need your cloak. Right? For whatever reasons. And Christ said, Not only give them the cloak, but give them the coat also. In other words, operate on such a level and be such the person that you're causing that one who is there to do you ill, or try to stir you up, that they have to stop and say, what kind of person am I dealing with? What kind of person am I dealing with? What's the situation with this person? Because I'm going to tell you something. Everybody can have an attitude. Everybody can backbite. Everybody can be arrogant. Any knucklehead can throw a punch. Anybody can curse somebody out. Anybody can show themselves somewhere. But I'm going to tell you, it takes someone with a whole different standard and a whole different experience who can say, "I'm not that. I won't do that," and to present Christ to somebody around them. Be willing to do it for anyone. You see, here's the truth. There are some of us, you've got problem and prejudice with certain people. And it could even be certain people in this church. And you have your reasons, your justifications, and your understandings of why. But the truth is, is that when it came down to it, you know good and well, you wouldn't want to be done that way. You wouldn't want to be done that way, talked about that way, thought of that way, or treated that way. Or nor would you want it to be somebody in your family. Sometimes you ain't got a problem if it's somebody else's family. Drop the hammer on them pastor. Do this to them. Do that to them. We're going to do this. We're going to act this way. We're going to whatever the case might be. But if it was your family you'd have a problem. If it was you you'd have a problem. You see One of the most misconstrued situations or statements is made in this scripture where it says, judge not that you be not judged. Now listen, the scripture gives us every implication that there are things you're going to have to judge. It does. Brother Jacob, you're sounding contradictory. Just bear with me for a second. First of all, Sister Bambi, the word of God says, we will know them by their fruit, if you are living for God, if you are a Christian, if you have dedicated yourself to Christ, there are going to be fruits produced in your life. Well, what, 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 what's fruit? What's that mean? Galatians 5 teaches us the fruit of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, faith, meekness, temperance, gentleness, if I didn't say that already. There's, there's several of them, and it goes on to say, against these things there's no law. These things should show up in your life. They should be evident. There is going to be evidence of a walk with God. So it says judge them by fruits. Scripture also tells me, Brother Gerard, to beware of false prophets. If we're sitting around saying, oh, judge not that you be not judged, that means that we're never going to judge somebody that would stand in that pulpit or the message that they preach. And that's a part of the problem with the church. Everybody's gobbling up everything somebody says. And it's even worse if that person's got a mega church. They must be telling the truth because they've got 10,000 members. I'm not preaching about, I'd love, hey, I'd love for us to have 10,000 members. I'd lo- it'd be wonderful, Brother Marvin. We're up here. Four, four services on a Sunday. I'd, I'd love that. This is not about whether it's a big church or not, but what I'm saying is, is we give credibility to things. And we are not testing the spirits, we're not being aware, we're not asking to be led in truth. Be careful. They can razzle, dazzle, they can dance, they can shout, they've got this, they've got that, all those things, but the Bible implicates to us there is judgment that has to happen. Beware of false prophets, test the spirits, whether they be of God or not. These are things that have to be done. This is what the scripture there is inclining to. Be careful of your judgment. Be careful because let me say this. We are called to judge, but here's the catch, Brother Jimmy. We're called to judge, but don't possess a judgmental attitude. Make sense? You can judge something, but you don't have to have a self-righteous judgmental attitude with it. Christ was holy. He was sinless. And He drove religious people ballistic, nuts. Because He spent time, He talked to, He ministered to those who they said they don't deserve it. Aren't you glad that Christ said, For whosoever would call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved? You know what He was saying? For anyone. For anyone you're good it's for you you're bad it's for you you're beautiful it's for you you're ugly it's for you you're rich it's for you you're poor it's for you do it for anyone do it for anyone i'm going to tell you church you've heard me say this for almost three years and we've seen it and i think we're going to see it more till jesus tarries there are going to be people, there's going to be issues, there's going to be things that you, nor even I, have ever dealt with, experienced, or have been through. But they're a soul. They're a soul. There's somebody that needs to be loved. There's somebody that needs to be won, And not just who comes into this church, but remember what I said, anywhere... You see, anywhere you are, God's going to put some people in your path. Anyhow, even when it's not celebrated, even when nobody's on the pedestal, Brother Danny, Sister Carolyn, if you'd come. If all these things are unseen by human eyes, and you say, I'm going to do it anyhow for anyone. Christ just simply asking this, really the challenge was, in all of these things, do it anyway. Do it anyway. I wish that I could tell you tonight why on this Wednesday night God would have me preach this message. I wish I could tell you, I wish I could stand here and say, well, it's because this one, this one, this one, and this one. I can't do that. But here's what I do know. I do know the Holy Ghost knows. I do know the Holy Ghost knows what we're battling with, what we're struggling with. And I'm going to tell you right now, every single one of us, we're human. Every single one. Of, I don't care how long you've been saved, how sanctified you are, full of the Holy Ghost. I don't care what it is, but there's going to be some things that right now you're finding resistance. Resistance in your flesh, resistance in your mind, in your emotion, in your spirit. There's some things you're up against and it's at your home. It's in your work. It's in different places of where you are. Sometimes what God is asking is not convenient, but we have to have a mind made up that says, anyhow, anyhow. Church, I want to remind you, this is all or nothing. It is all or nothing. We can't tiptoe around and play games and be the old term wishy-washy. We can't do it. There's not time for that to be willing to serve, to love, to forgive, to pray for anyone, to be willing to do that. Christ showed us these examples. Not only did he teach it, not only did he preach it, but he showed us these examples. And tonight I pray that God would challenge our hearts. Again, I don't know. I don't know what your battles might be. I don't know what the struggle might be. I don't know who has wronged you. I don't know what grievances you have. I might be preaching this tonight, and your grievance is with the, the pastor, and I don't even know it. And God's trying to say, "I might make it right. But all I do know is He's called us to do it. Do it anyway. Do it anyway. He went on to say, Brother Eli, in all these things, He said, great, is your reward. You know what else he said? And ye shall be called children of the highest. He said, as a matter of fact, if you measure this out, if you give this out, he said, it will be measured back to you. Give, and it shall be given. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, said, well, men given to your bosom. You want mercy in your life? You know how to get mercy? God gives it to us, yes. You don't want to know how to get it from people? Be merciful. You want forgiven? When, when, when we are foolish, when we do things that aren't right, when we're silly, you want to be forgiven? Then forgive somebody. I know it's very simple, I know it's not deep and theological but it's right. It's right. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed tonight all over this house. I'm simply making this altar call and will say this. If tonight you would say and declare anywhere, anyhow, for anyone, Lord, I want to be willing and I want you to help me that I would do it anyway. There's a lot of things in your word, Lord, that goes against how I feel, goes against my thoughts, it goes against my attitude and my actions. But challenge me, shape me, help me. Because the end goal and end result is lives that are impacted for the kingdom of God. If that's your desire tonight, can we come and find ourselves a place to pray? Would you come tonight, ask the Lord to help, ask the Lord to lead. Ask Him to guide. Ask Him to deal. Would you obey Him tonight? Would you be tender before Him tonight? Would you allow yourself to let the Holy Ghost deal and speak? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Help us to do it anyway. Help us to do it anyway.